Today's episode of Salt and Light Assembly is going to feature this main scripture, Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Light Assembly, where we're building foundational relationships with Christ. We started a new series last week on prosperity. For the sake of time, I'm not going to repeat myself too much. Prosperity equals success, but only success to God's definition of success. And at the end of that episode, I said that this week we're going to discuss tithe, and we're going to define the tithe and see how the tithe is a tool that God gives us to gain the kind of success that he wants us to have. I apologize for saying that. This week, we're not going to talk about the tithe. We're actually going to talk about why we're not successful as the church of Jesus Christ right now. In last week's episodes, we talked about the extreme poverty doctrine and the extreme prosperity doctrine. What we didn't really talk about is how that has gotten infused in our culture today, in the Christian culture, both sides of it. And it's really sparked a lot of confusion. The reason it sparked a lot of confusion is because We're doing everything out of order. In fact, it's a human nature to do things out of order, out of God's order. God is a God of order. He's a God of love. He's a God of justice. But he has a specific order in the way that he does things. You can look at creation and see it all through the book of Genesis. There is an order and a method to what God does. And there's many different physical examples of spiritual concepts. So let's discuss that order and see how, as a culture, as a Christian culture, we have gotten out of God's order. In order for us to be successful according to the way God defines success, there's four different areas that we really need to pay attention to in our lives. And that's the spirit, mind, soul, and body. Spirit, mind, soul, and body. In that order, not out of that order. What do these four different areas of our lives actually represent? The Spirit is our connection to God. Before you became a Christian, you were dead to God. You were dead in your sin. Through the actions and what Jesus did on the cross, you have become alive. That means your spirit is alive. Then there's the mind. The mind controls your thought process. The soul would equal your feelings and emotions. So when I say mind, soul, and body, I'm referring to thoughts, feelings, and action. If your mind gives you a thought, your soul turns it into a feeling, and your body is the action. In God's process, that all starts with the Spirit. But the way that Christian culture is today mirrors the world so much that we're not being led by the Spirit. That's why we're unsuccessful as human beings, because we do things out of order. Let me explain that. God's order is spirit, mind, soul, body. For many different reasons, 
And for many different people, the order goes more like soul, mind, body. Yeah, we'll get to the spirit thing later. You have a feeling, then you think about that feeling and dwell on those thoughts of that feeling and then act out those thoughts with your body based on your feeling. And then you'll check in with God later on to see whether or not you did the right thing. For other people, it's mind, soul, body. And the spirit thing later. You'll have thoughts about a situation or a person or what's going on in your life. And those thoughts will create a feeling inside of you in your soul. And then out of those feelings, you're led into your actions of the body. And then check in with God on the aftermath. We have mixed up God's order. This is why we're not successful because we're not actually checking with God first before we do anything. God's prosperity and success is possible if we do it in the right four steps. And the four steps, like I said, is spirit, building that relationship with him, reading his word, praying, having that conversation that builds up your spirit. And at that point, your spirit and the Holy Spirit combined can affect your mind, your thoughts, the way that you think. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I know there's a lot to unpack there, but that's how the Holy Spirit and your spirit work together to take captive every thought and bring it into the obedience of Christ Jesus. Side note, you can't control the thoughts that come into your mind. You can control how long they stay there. And when you take captive those thoughts and you control what you're thinking, that's taking captive every thought, checking it against God's word. And then those thoughts influence your feelings. They influence your soul. Then you have a choice to be happy or to be angry. You have a choice to be joyful or excited. You have a choice as to what emotion you're going to have. And some people might try to disagree with me on this topic. And to that, I say, go read your Bible. And what I mean by that is people have told me, Casey, I can't choose how I feel. If I'm feeling this way, I just need to feel this way. No, wrong. You can choose how you feel. You control your feelings. You have dominion over your emotions. I'm not saying that if you're angry at someone, deny the fact that you're angry. I am saying that if you're angry at someone, you have the right to acknowledge that you're angry and choose not to be angry any longer. Why do I say that you have the ability to control how you feel? Because in Genesis chapter 2, God gave mankind dominion over all things pertaining to this world. And if you want to know what dominion is, go check out the Foundation series. I'll give you a quick synopsis. It's control. God gave you control out of His control. 
The definition of control is the ability to influence people and situations. If you have the ability to influence people and situations, then you have the ability to influence your own feelings because you are a person. You're one of those people that you can influence. So you have the ability to control your feelings. And you show that you have control over your feelings through your actions. Because as the spirit influences the mind and the thoughts, your thoughts influence your feelings. Your feelings will influence your actions. So after you take control over how you feel, you're going to prove that through your actions. Example, if someone were to hit on my wife, like blatantly hit on my wife, my thoughts would be, is this really happening right now? Like, are you being serious? I'm standing right here. Are you a moron? Then my feelings through those thoughts could be more anger and more frustration and kind of a revenge aspect of I'm going to buck up at this guy. But if I allow the spirit, if I allow the Holy Spirit to influence my spirit and my spirit to influence my mind and my thoughts, when I have those thoughts of, are you serious right now? You're really going to do this in front of me? The influence of the spirit comes in and says, okay, so they're living in a fallen world. That's why they're doing this right now. They might be a moron, but I'm not going to hold that against them. Plus, I trust my wife. So then my feelings out of that is more of a pity for this person because they don't really know Christ, which means they're going to hell, which means they're going to burn. And that sucks for them. I don't want that for them. So now my my emotion isn't anger towards them. It's pity for them. So my actions would be more of a witnessing aspect than a revenge aspect. That would be the spirit influencing the mind, influencing the soul, influencing the body. Spirit influencing thoughts, thoughts influencing feelings, feelings influencing actions. Instead of doing it the way that I want to do it, which is, did that really just happen? Oh, now I'm angry. I'm going to teach this guy a lesson than my actions of uh, getting in a fight or an altercation. Let me give you a real life example. This past weekend, I took my wife out on our five-year anniversary. While we're out in downtown Raleigh, we go to this little store called Father and Son. It's a really cool store. I like the store. It's got cool little knickknacks on the inside, all kinds of different furniture and just old stuff, new stuff, secondhand stuff. It's really cool. Well, me and my wife go in the store because we like these types of stores. Well, I don't hang out in Raleigh that often. And apparently there's this mask mandate going on again with, with COVID. When me and my wife walked inside, we were looking around and this man walks up to us and says, Hey, you have to have a mask on to be in the store. It's the Raleigh mandate that just came out. So you have to wear a mask. So me and my wife looked at each other and like, all right. So we walk out of the store. And we go to get on our little scooters we were riding around in town and leave. Because I have a policy. Now, some people might agree with it. Some people might not agree with it. This might offend some people. Honestly, offense breeds the opportunity for you to make a choice. My policy on this whole mask thing going on with COVID is if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. But no one has a right to force you to do something outside of your own choice. Choice is everything. God gave us choice. 
So when this man told me in order to shop in his store, you have to wear a mask because of the government mandate, I choose not to shop in his store. Now, had he told me that the store policy is to wear a mask if you would like to shop in this store, that's a different story. I have a choice. I have a choice whether or not I want to come into your establishment and do business with you. You have honored me with the opportunity of that choice. I might have actually worn a mask had he given me the choice and said, look, this is our store policy because of his beliefs. Okay. But when he put it on the government and said that the government is mandating, which means to make somebody do, that's a mandate, a forced submission. I don't agree with forced submission, so I don't abide by forced submission. I will just leave your store. That's my policy. I said all that to say, we go to leave on our scooter and we overhear him talking to some people walking up. Then all I did was ask him to put on a mask and now they're just going to leave. See, that comment struck something on the inside of me. And my first thought was, I'm going to turn around and give this guy a piece of my mind. How dare he try to shame me for not coming back in his store? Because of my belief system. That was my original thought. I felt myself getting angry because of that thought. And had I followed through with my emotions and my feelings, I would have given him a piece of my mind. But instead, by the grace of God, I was able to calm down and listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit spoke to my spirit, The Holy Spirit tamed my thoughts in a way of trying to look at all aspects of it. I don't know if he knows Christ or not. I don't know if he's living by fear or not. All I know is that I am protected by the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am representing Christ regardless of what he says. So I need to show that love and tame my tongue and stay quiet. I need to show grace and show the light of Christ. So my feeling went from anger to more of a peace because I'm just going to walk this out like Christ would walk this out. And so my wife and I left without creating an altercation at that location. It could have been a lot different. When we allow our thoughts to influence our emotions and our emotions to influence our actions, then we ask God about it afterwards, we create complicated situations for ourselves. We create an unsuccessful life. Now, when we allow the Holy Spirit to influence our spirit, that process can influence our thoughts and our mind. And then those thoughts, Christ-centered thoughts, can influence our emotions and our feelings through our soul. And then those Christ-centered feelings and Christ-centered emotions can influence our actions, showing the love of Christ through our hands and speech. That is success. That is prosperity. And now I feel more released from the Lord to go into the tools of prosperity that God gives us. So I apologize that I didn't get into the tithe this week and how that affects our spirit, mind, soul, and body. 
That will be coming next week. So until next week, be bold, be strong, and be blessed.